Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You're on camera, it's rolling, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Dave Schmolenson. Welcome back to the Schmozone Podcast, episode 23. Today's podcast is brought to you by Sheath Underwear. Go to sheathunderwear.com. Why? Because it's the most comfortable pair of underwear this guy's ever worn in his entire life. It was created by a U.S. military vet serving his time in Iraq. Now, this has dual pouch protection. What does that mean? It separates your balls from your shaft. These things are so comfortable. Cool designs here. As you can see, I got plenty. I need this. It's over 100 degrees with 100% humidity here in Abu Dhabi and Fight Island. The best pair of underwear. You will not be disappointed. Go to sheathunderwear.com, spelled S-H-E-A-T-H, underwear.com. Use the promo code SHMO at checkout. Get yourself 20% off. You will not be disappointed. Come on in here, Helen. I know you got your sheath underwear. Yeah, I had to bring mine too. I don't think it's the dual pouch because I don't think we need to separate our balls from our shaft. But it's super comfortable, super lightweight. I love it. I had to bring it with me too. Yeah, I think the women's line has five stars. So uh, if you're a woman, go check it out too. Sheath underwear. And cute colors. Yes. So uh, what? Should we give the audience a little rundown of what our lives been like uh, from start to uh, where we are right now here at Fight Island? Yeah, today's technically day three, right? I've lost track. I really have. I know. Yeah, me too. But going back to uh, right when we got on the plane, how would you describe that experience? Well, it, it was we had to get our COVID test. Then we quarantined at home. Then we got to the airport. Uh, everything was kind of locked off for us. We had the UFC. Everyone on our plane. There's like 70 plus people on the plane and the 350 uh, person seated plane. Uh, thank you, Ethiad. I think that's the, uh, the yeah. airlines that we flew. But everyone was super gracious, super nice, super protective. Um, the food was good. Yes, the food was great. So we, we did the 15-hour flight. Then when we get to Abu Dhabi, man, everyone was wearing hazmat suits, extra pr- protections, um, feeling really safe and extra sanitary, I guess. Yeah, but to add on to the sanitation... They sprayed everything down, all the luggage, even my laptop case, before we could get in the hotel. Yes, so we get we get here to the hotel. They do the temperature checks. They sprayed everything, as you yeah. just mentioned. We get quarantined for, it was supposed to be 48 hours. It was 54 hours. They deliver the food to our doors. Um, and and now we're sitting on the couch in our room. It's been a great room, too. I, I, oh, I love yeah, the room it's a great hotel. suite. And then also... The humidity, because everyone was telling us about it. And the minute that you stepped outside because you were reading glasses, yes, it fogged up, right? Fogged up. The schmo glasses fogged. The reading glasses fog up. You got the mask on and everything like that. The shirt that I'm wearing right now, you'll see it in a couple minutes. We have UFC Bantamweight Ricky Simone as today's guest. 
I walked outside to greet him. This thing was soaking wet. Really comfortable shirt, dried <laughs> so, up. Hey, that sheath underwear you, shirt. Did you wash it though? Uh, no. So, oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, obviously my scent is okay, as you know. <laughs> You're around me all the time. You know I don't smell that bad. But uh, yeah, uh, this Fight Island, how's it living up to expectations, right? Yeah, yesterday we were able to check out the octagon by the beach. So I thought that was super cool. It was really nice. Yeah, we took a golf cart to get there, uh, going through a golf course. That was fun. Yeah, and uh, so far, uh, no complaints at all. All crazy types of precautions, wearing the mask at all times. We even to we work out at the gym the past couple of days. Uh, we have to wear gloves and masks and masks at the gym. That's a unique experience. Getting those temperature checks. So mm-hmm. even if you walk outside for two minutes, you can overheat, and then um, your your temperature might be too high when you're walking in the building. They actually make you wait and get rechecked to make sure you do not have. I'm not sure what the level is, but you're not fever-esque or too hot to be walking into a building. Even the buffets that we eat at, you have to stand behind a rope. Yep, you stand behind the rope. And will get it for you. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty much, uh, the only time you take your masks off there, too, is when you're sitting down and you're eating. Yeah. Um, but uh, we've taken three COVID tests. Everybody, um, once they get their COVID test, they get their wristbands. Everyone's walking around with wristbands, so everybody's in this safety bubble. And, um, yeah, it's uh, definitely a unique experience, but they're definitely taking all the precautions. Yes, and I think it's been a great experience so far. Our next COVID test is the day of the weigh-ins. Yes, it is. Uh, So there you have it, everybody. Um, The octagon on the beach, kind of like Mortal Kombat, but it is so damn hot. You don't want to be there unless it's like in the early hours of the morning or late at night. uh, You will burn yourself. And the water's hot too. The water's like... You dipped your toe in there, right? I dipped maybe my ankles in there too. It's like bath water. But it's what we expected, right? Mm -hmm. So episode 23, Ricky Simone, UFC Bantamweight. Shall we play it? I think we should. Welcome to the episode number 23 of the Schmo Zone podcast. This is the Schmo. And I'm Helen Esports. The Schmo's co host. And we have UFC bantamweight Ricky Simone in the flesh. How we doing? Doing great. I'm hot. It's hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How come you guys are both drenched? We missed our shuttle. We missed our shuttle. I had to walk outside in this heat. It is hot oh, out there. So, for those who aren't familiar, why they need to take a shuttle because the fighters are staying at a different hotel yes. than the media. We just took a 10-minute walk and we are completely drenched right here. <laughs> drenched. But that's what's crazy about the humidity because you kind of look outside and it's like, oh, it shouldn't be that bad. But then you walk outside, it feels like you walk in like a mister, right? Yeah. You know, it's, it's right right when we got off the plane, we walked outside and we're like... Uh, like we're already starting sweating. 
Yeah. Your glasses Schmo's glasses completely fogged up. This is like taking the hottest days of Las Vegas mixed with the hottest days of Miami. Humidity meets the oven. And uh, yeah, that's the worst of both worlds right here in Abu Dhabi. So Aspen Ladd, our guest last week, I guess she was right about your eyeballs like feeling like yeah. they melt. She warned us. She said uh, your eyeballs feel like they're going <laughs> to melt. And after we just did that 10-minute walk right there, I did two walks. I walked to you, and then I walked back with you. <laughs> Workout of the day. Workout of the day. Here we go. So, uh, Ricky, man, you're here in town. You're cornering Paige Van Zant. This is the last fight of her UFC contract. It's a big fight. Amanda he- Amanda Hebus. I don't want to, the, the pronunciation, you know? I think Libas, you did it right. Libas. Yeah. Big fight for her. Yeah, I'm super excited to be in her corner. She's been looking great, and, you know, I know there's a last fight on her contract, but, you know, we got all the confidence in her. She's going to do, she's going to do awesome. But stylistically, like, what have you guys been honing on more with Paige? Because I believe Amanda's a black belt, right? Jiu-Jitsu black belt? Yeah, you know, you know, um, you know I don't want to, like, release too oh, much yeah. about about like, you know her strategy and everything <laughs> but you know we she knows where she needs to be in this yeah. fight and uh i feel like she she has a, a lot of advantages and she's going to capitalize on them well speaking of advantages you are the only one in the ufc that is you're like an expert here of how to survive in the pandemic world of the <laughs> ufc you fought you beat uh, uh ray borg over there in, in jacksonville, jacksonville and then you've had two fights that you've cornered the, the apex right tyson mm-hmm. nam your teammate and vince your other teammate and then you're here in abu dhabi for Paige van zant who else has done that? I think you're the only one doing the trifecta Staying here. Staying busy. Yes, I mean James Krause, but James Krause has only been cornering. He hasn't been fighting. You're fighting and cornering. Yeah, no, at this point I'm a pro at getting those uh, tests done. They can shove them all the way and touch my brain. I have no gag reflex at this point. They can shove that swab all the way down my throat. <laughs> Shit. I'm a pro at it. <laughs> it's a good time for the schmo to transition to uh, myself for the podcast. That's what I've been uh, going in and out of character there. Um, but they, I want to talk to you about that, man. They, 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 they are not messing around hazmat suits when you come oh, out man. here, like yeah. a thing, a scene from like the Twilight Zone. And they basically kind of force you to use hand sanitizer every time you walk in the door. Yeah, yeah. It was right when we got out. They were spraying our bags. I had like, you know, one of those shoulder bags. They wanted me to take that off and spray that. You know, um, it, it was crazy. It was. They all had like, you know, the hazmat suits on and. Right from the get go, right when we right when we landed, it it was it was pretty intense. I had to literally wait like three minutes because they tech, check your temperature every time you go in the hotel, and obviously just from that ten minutes walking, like I had probably over a hundred degree body temperature, and we had to sit here and wait before we and then get retested again before we could even walk oh. upstairs to do this podcast. It's because that strict. Otherwise, did you guys like? Was it too hot? It was too yeah. hot. That, that's exactly right. It's it's crazy. It is nuts. Um, I mean, is Fight Island, is it living up to your expectations? Is this Yeah, the... you got to check out the octagon outside. And... Yeah, that was, honestly, that was the first time I went outside the hotel. Like we're, my coach and I were like, let's go check out, you know, the, the cage on the beach and mm-hmm. see what that's about. We made it out there and we're like, let's get the hell out of here because it is too hot. And then we missed the shuttle for that, and so we were just sitting there in the heat. It's, yeah, <laughs> so I mean, it's, I'm sure it's they, they got it's sure it's cool out there, but I'm I'm all good. I'll, I'll stay in the hotel. <laughs> Wait, but speaking of uh, kind of what David said a bit earlier about you just staying busy during this whole pandemic time, and 
I know that Pedro Munoz, he unfortunately tested positive his fight against Frankie Edgar. And then you were willing to step up. What kind of transpired after that? Yeah, so uh, my manager's staying at the W as well. And, uh, yeah, um, we heard that he dropped out. And I, I was like, man, I, I, I'm, I feel like I'm in great shape right now. I've been, mm-hmm. I've been training plenty. Um, my weight's good, probably because of this heat. <laughs> I've been sweating so much. So I was like, you know, this is, a, this is a great opportunity for me. So I was like, you know, I'm already here. So if you guys need somebody, you know, I was raising my hand. But um, I think, I, I, I don't know, I mean, uh, Fra- I think Frankie said no to a couple people, and I was one of them. So I don't, I don't think that's going to happen, but... So he probably just won't fight at all here. I mean, I, don't, I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. So then, when do you want to fight next? Like, let's just put the Frankie Edgar thing out of the question because he, I guess, he said no to that fight. When do you want to fight next, and who do you want to fight next? Uh, well, uh, Brian Boone Kelleher and I have been talking back and forth a little bit, rapping back and forth a little bit on Twitter. Uh, so I think that's an exciting fight. Both our styles are naturally exciting. And, uh, you know, every time I'm out there, I'm out there to get that 50 G's. And uh, mm-hmm. I feel like usually I'm the one forcing that. So it'll be nice to have somebody out there to tr- willing to, uh, will, willing to, you know, it takes two to tango. So uh, I think Brian Kelleher in August sounds great. I, I mean, I'm ready. So, But what do you think about his Twitter meme game? Because do you notice that? Like he's always like posting different memes and. I mean, he's all right. Yeah, <laughs> I just li- I just li- I just like the song with the bong grip. That that was all oh, I yeah, saw. He did that. He too. did that too. Yeah. But that was that was over in Jacksonville. Because I think Gerald Mearshard did it with the what does he play with that? Was the it a record? Oh, was it sar- I don't I don't know. I didn't see it. Know. Percussion instrument or brass instrument? I think so. It was something like that. I'm not sure. But the other thing too is as we're walking here. The one thing we were discussing, I asked him if you'd seen the movie The Truman Show. If you haven't seen that movie, it kind of, uh, was it a Jim Carrey movie? Yeah. Um, that's what this re- reminds me of. There's literally people on walkie-talkies. This is literally designed in the safe zone. We're in a bubble. Everyone here, to get these red wristbands that we have here, we've taken, what, three COVID tests alone. By the way, did you do the nose swab yeah. or the mouth? Because we had an option. Yeah, um, that, the last one we had an option, and I was like half asleep. And uh, I thought he asked me which one I did last time instead of like asking me which one I wanted to do. Uh, and I said I did a nose one, so he just like threw it in my nose again. I was like, I would have rather have done the throat swap. <laughs> yeah, that one's my favorite. Yeah, out I, of the two. I think I think initially I thought the nose was better, but the more and more oh, I've been doing the throat swab, I'm 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 all on board with the throat swab. But I was yeah, impressed when they, they did your nose in Jacksonville. You were it was like quick. Fortunately, I don't think I've ever broke my nose so but if i did i think it would be uh it would have messed it pretty good pretty good right you probably broke yeah, it i think it was cheeto right <laughs> yeah that's what i was gonna bring up <laughs> what, what oh, about you, you can talk about oh it. no uh man cheeto's one of the funniest guys that, I, that i've trained with and man he you've seen the video of him get that i think it's the first <laughs> test when he fought song Yadong. man I was, I was dying if you, if you haven't seen that video of cheeto getting that the COVID test you got to go watch it yeah and i think it's on his coach jason perillo's like instagram yeah it's yeah so i think funny. so yeah but what do you think speaking of like cheeto and i know there's been talks cheeto sean o'malley like what do you make of the bantamweight division and obviously they're fighting you know jose aldo peter yawn fighting for the title this weekend Man, I, the bat, I just get so excited every time I'm, I'm like scrolling down like the rankings and the bantamweight division. There's like, there's so many guys, even like the top twenty that could, I feel like they could compete in the top ten, you know. So I mean, it, I just get excited every time. And then we got these like 
legends moving down our weight class like Aldo and Edgar and stuff like that. So I, you know, I, I'm always I'm I love to test myself and I believe I can I can compete against anybody in the division. So I, I'm just excited every time. And we had Dana on the podcast a couple weeks ago. He confirmed this is the hottest division yeah. in the sport right now. It is everywhere, <laughs> man. It is everything for the taken. Um, when you look at that division, like. Do the rankings really matter to you, or is it about the quality of opponent? Because it seems like with the way we are right now, with the pandemic, if you're active and you're getting W's, like um, it seems like you can get what you want pretty quickly. Yeah, uh, I mean, the rankings don't really mean that much to me as far as just like being ranked, but what comes along with being ranked means a lot to me. Like, you know, more money, more sponsors, right. you know, like, I don't know, and on Ultimately, that's what I'm after. So, so yeah, I mean, when it comes down to it, I guess it, it, it does mean something. But where do you see your career, for example, a year from now? Uh, I always set, like, uh, you know, I'm always setting goals for myself. And mm-hmm. my first year in the UFC, I want to break top 15. I did yeah. that, and, you know, I, I suffered a couple losses and got kicked right out, right back outside. So I just went kind of lingering right outside the top 15. But uh, my goal is that for the rest of the year, I want to I wanna get at least two more fights and then, you know, hopefully that puts me right back in there to where I can start asking for a ranked opponent again and break that top 10. And do fans being in attendance, does that matter at all to you? Because I know some people say they like it better without fans because they can hear their coaches better. And then some people are like, they kind of miss that, you know, the fans and the hype. Yeah, I mean, the best part of making it to the biggest stage in MMA, yeah. you know, the UFC is getting to walk out in front of a sold-out arena. You know, that every time I, I, I'm walking out, I'm, I'm smiling because, like, man, I'm just, like, looking around. Like, this is crazy. This is, this, is what I, this is why I'm doing it. It's, I'm here to entertain. And But, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, I know people are tuning in. So, like, even with no one in attendance, my, when I fought Ray Borg, I was like, let's, let's put on a show. I want to go back to uh, your teammate who you're cornering here, Paige Van Zandt. This is her last fight in the UFC. Her contract's up, and she's kind of been vocal about, you know, she's willing to test the market. She's excited to test the free agent market. Her husband, uh, Austin Vanderford, uh, undefeated fighter in Bellator. Uh, That's a great promotion as well. There's a lot of great promotions out there. Um, has that kind of that conversation all has that come up at all? Because a lot, I know all the media brings it up. Oh my God, last fight or whatever. In training, does that come up at all that this w- could potentially be our last fight in the UFC? You know, I, I try not. I know everyone's asking her that. You know, so so when we get together, it's it's mostly strictly training, and I'm not trying to be like another like, you know, person she has to deal with like asking her a bunch of questions. Right. So I try to I try to keep it like professional. But you know, I'm I'm excited. To, I'm excited to see the opportunities that come after this fight. Do you think that? the money's more important than the promotion because look let's be real we know that the ufc is the cream of the crop this Mm -hmm. is like the nfl if you compare football american football like there's the nfl the cfl the xfl all the other types of football this is the nfl of mma like do you think that the money is important for other promotions like or the quality of opponents kind of what's your take on that side of things um for me like uh being in the ufc is everything um you know, after I fought in a contender series, I won. I didn't get signed, and I had opportunities to go fight and other promotions. And I said no. I said I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, take that chance and and, and you know bet on myself and, and try to make it to the UFC because at the end of the day, I know what comes along with being in the UFC. But at the end of the day, you know, she's been she's been in the UFC for six years since she was like 19 or 20. You know, so um, you know it's it and it's hard to make it in the sport for a long time. You know, you know, so you got to get your money. You got to get your money when you can. 
Uh, I mean, that's a good point, too, because she's been in this sport for years, yeah. and she's been in this organization for years, so she's already experienced it, mm-hmm. so maybe it does give her the right to kind of test the water, see how much money she can get, and she definitely has the star power. She's got the look. She's got the promotion. She, uh, she makes the money on the gram when she wants it, so, I mean, that that's all good value there to me. Yeah, well, speaking of value... Uh, Got to talk about the main card and the main event this weekend. What do you think about Usman and Masvidal? Oh, man, I'm excited. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, um, you know, I, I feel like it's a tall order to fight Usman on short notice, but, you know, if Masvidal's really been training, you know, I mean, it's tough. I, I mean, I want Masvidal to win. I, 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 really, I really like him. I like his style. I like his persona. But, uh, I mean, that's tough. Usman's freaking, he's a monster. But has Masvidal really not been training? I know he's been training for him. Yeah. He's known he's going to have been fighting him for eight months now. I mean, mm-hmm. he last fought, he beat Nate Diaz, UFC 244 in New York, yes. early November. He knows that his next fight was likely going to be him. And obviously the contract, the money situation. I mean, yeah, six days notice, but he's always training. I think, I think he's more ready for this fight than people make it out out to be yeah i hope so I, I definitely hope so but there's always that there's always that like switch in in that in the training once i mean you can be trained like I, I mean i train six days a week even when i'm not in camp but there's a switch once you get into camp you know the the intensity of the workouts are different the focus True. the game plan and every but i mean like i mean i i heard a little something with dustin poirier today that he yeah. said he's been training so that's what i heard too yeah so i mean it's gonna be interesting i'm excited but what about, because I read today that his coach, Mike Brown, tested positive for COVID, so he's not going to be able to obviously be in his corner. What do you think about that? That sucks. I mean, just if you think about it, like, when I think about, like, winning the world title, I think about, like, grabbing my coaches up and, like, hugging, you know, that it's been a journey, you know? So yeah, I, I just feel bad for for them as a team because, like, you know, if Masvidal gets that title, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure he wishes, you know, Brown was in his corner. I'm sure, you know, Brown wishes he was there as well, but... Yeah, it's been a year since the flying knee against Ben Askren and that July card last year. Mike Brown and him kind of created the plan for starting off that fight yeah. with the flying knee. Like, he's been yeah. there for Masvidal. That's like his guy in the corner. So it's actually a huge loss. Mm-hmm. It's a huge, huge loss the, any way you look at it. I agree. But what about the rematch? Max Holloway, Alex Volkanovsky, how do you see that playing out? Um, I, You know, uh, Volkanovsky is a beast and... I, I, you know, but I train with I train with the boys in Hawaii, like you know, part part time. So I, you know, I'm definitely I'm definitely on Max's side. And I hope he made the adjustments and he can get it done, and get that belt back. Do you really think his training was only done on Zoom? Like he's saying, <laughs> like that's 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 the narrative here. He's only done his training for this can fight on Zoom. Zoom can be effective. My my younger I mean, you brother can't really hit you. Zoom yeah, he's doing <laughs> Zoom workouts. He's doing push-ups, but who's holding pads for you through the computer? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if I if I buy that. Yeah, I don't know if I buy <laughs> you that. See that that's the on, that's the real talk here on yeah. the Schmozen right there. We don't buy that. <laughs> but uh, the big fight for me, man, this is the vacant uh, title belt right there, the bantamweight division, man. Cejudo retires, so now you got Aldo, who's coming off a loss when he made his was it that his debut, his last fight in mm-hmm. December's on the same yeah, uh, fight card as is, is the is the Volkanovski Holloway yeah. first one. He's fighting. Peter, Pewter, I think it's Pewter. Pewter Jan. How do you see it going down? Oh, man. Uh, Jan's looking, I mean, he looks freaking great every fight, but um, I don't know. I, I, I've always been a huge fan. I've been watching Aldo fight forever, literally since I was in 
high school. So, and I, I'm 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 hoping he wins. I mean that that that'd be exciting, and, I, and that's someone I've, I've always wanted to fight. So I hope he sticks around. So you clearly believe he's worthy of stepping in right there for that vacant title and fighting for the vacant title, even though he's coming off that loss against Marlon Marais. Yeah, that was fight was close. I thought I, I thought Aldo won. So I, I really don't look at it as a loss. I thought I thought True. Aldo I thought Aldo won that fight. I thought he should be fighting for the title. So. I mean, he was going to anyways. If uh, you know the COVID thing didn't happen, he would have done it in Brazil against, uh, Henry. against Henry, and it would have been UFC 250 if this mm-hmm. normal schedule was to stay on par. But uh, no, yeah, and then uh, Pewter, we ran into him yesterday. I yeah. think uh, at one of the cafes in the in the W Hotel. What does he look like? He doesn't look... <laughs> yeah, you know, he, he's not much bigger than you. But he's yes. uh, <laughs> very, very... Uh, if he is bigger than you. If he is bigger than you. I don't say he's got less body fat than you. Both you guys probably have very, very lim- limited body fat. I'm out of camp right now. I had a beer earlier. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You slide. deserve it. <laughs> yeah, so you were over at the beach. I'm pointing over to it like anyone could really see it because we're in the hotel room right now. Our hotel room where we're staying quarantined here for 48 plus hours. Yeah. Um, he did it what, too. Yeah, what did you think of that quarantine? Because towards the end, we were like, oh my gosh. Cabin fever. We, yeah. Yeah, I was going crazy. If I don't work out, I go crazy. So I was like on Him the balcony too. doing. I was jump roping. I was like mm-hmm. creating like crazy like workouts for myself just because I was bored. So I, yeah, I was I was ready to get out of there. I was like, yeah. So what I was saying though, I was pointing over to the octagon on the beach. Did you guys just go in to see it, or do you actually like uh, work out work out in that thing? No, I jumped in there. I. Shadow boxer would come punches, did the Anthony Pettis kick, okay. and I was drenched in sweat. So I'm like, get me, get me out of here. <laughs> yeah, so so everyone who envisions that Mortal Kombat octagon on the beach thing, it's not realistic here this time of year. No. We are no so much closer to the equator. I was looking at a map last night. I didn't even realize that. That's why it's so freaking hot and humid. We are so close to the equator. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's just a different feel, man. It's a real different feel out here. I know. And that's why that's why I said the Truman Show too. I don't know if I finished that that complete thought, but literally, there's people with walkie talkies watching us. There's oh, literally in the elevator. In the elevator if there's not two people in the elevator, they won't and let you. And if you're go. not distance, we heard a voice. Yeah. They they force you to be distant. We're in the buffet line. It's not really buffet. They bring the food to you. They are enforcing it. Helen and I can't be this close. None of us can be that close. But man, I mean. We're all tested, and we've all been tested three times, and we're not coming across. This is a legit bubble. We're not coming yeah. across people that aren't tested, that haven't quarantined. So everything's legit. Dana's been doing this uh, the right way, and we're grateful for being here. Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel safe. <laughs> we've been <laughs> tested so much. You know, they're definitely doing the right things. But, I mean, come on. If I leave my room, stop following me around. Just let me... <laughs> yeah. So let yeah. me go get a coffee. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, what do you think of the Mediterranean food? I feel like this is... It's Middle East, Middle Mediterranean like food. It's been, been pretty so. good, man. What yeah. if, I mean, they the hummus and stuff. The hummus good. has been good. We can't really complain about that. Yeah, I've I've been to the Middle East a few times now. I've done a couple of AFE tours, and so I mean, I'm uh, I like it. Uh, and they always like. I mean, obviously UFC puts us up in nice places, so the, the food's always good. Yeah. What's your favorite food? Oh man, uh, I'm a I'm a fat boy. I'm a foodie. Every, that's what I if I travel, I'm like on Yelp, like looking up restaurants. But, oh, I love yeah. Yelp. Yeah, good luck looking up restaurants in this bubble. Yeah, for this, yeah. Well, we can't really <laughs> yeah, do yeah, anything. Yeah. But no, that that that's the way too. But uh, I mean, so what what is the rest of the week look like leading up to the fight week? Because I think Paige is literally fighting at six a.m. our time, so it's Saturday night. Um, 
the 11th back home in the States. Yeah, so we've just been making sure we get those workouts right at 6 a.m., trying to stay on. It's been tough because we're trying to stay on U.S. time. The U.S. time, but all the obligations are during the day here. So it's like, all right, well, it's been difficult. I feel, it's like, Honestly, it's it's a great experience, and we're thankful to get to compete, but it's it's asking a lot of the fighters to come out here, make this travel, deal with deal with the time change, deal with being doing a forty eight hour quarantine, getting tested, having to cut the you know it's it's a lot it's a lot to ask for to, for from the fighters. But you know I, I I haven't heard too many fighters complain about any of that. But I, as a corner sitting in the in the background, I'm like, damn, this is, this is a lot. How do the amenities compare? Let's go back to Jacksonville, to Vegas, to where we are right now. Um, I know you guys have like individual weight cutting pods in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. When you're over in Vegas, you got the Apex. You have all the different disposal tools. Pro- probably the most resources there. What are the resources you have here for the fighters for the weight cuts and getting everything situated for fight night? Yeah, it's about the same. Uh, we have uh, another whole entire room right next to our rooms um, that has like the that little like. Um, uh, portable sauna okay and uh you know workout room so it's just dedicated each 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 athlete has their own room so that's nice that, yeah. and that's something i hope they keep honestly and that's literally like right next to uh the hotel rooms like like on oh, the yeah. same floor and everything like that you don't have to go any far at all and you can go whenever you want yeah when when i found jacksonville it wasn't like that i we had my own i had like my own conference room like on a different floor but i know uh, when i cornered my cousin vince and, and my teammate tyson they it was right next door. They had their own room, and same thing with uh, with Paige. It's right next door to her room. That's that's convenient. Very convenient. I that, like that. That's yeah. good too. That's really good. Yeah. So uh, I'm not going to make you walk back. I think that they have shuttles, and they're every 15 minutes. Man, anything you want to plug? We appreciate you hopping on the podcast, the Schmozone podcast. Yeah. Um. I, I can I do a shout out to my sponsor real quick. Please do it because I know I'm gonna need all the ball wash after that walk. Yes. Uh, so yes, you do. Thank you, Ball Wash, Drink HRW, The Barbers, Riverside Payments, Norbert Therapeutics. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for keeping this ball rolling. That's Ricky Simone, UFC Bantamweight. I'm Helen E. Sports. Dave Schmolson, a.k.a. The Schmozone, episode 22, on the road in Abu Dhabi, Fight Island. We're out.